What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Nesson Celtics podcast. It is back just in time for the postseason for the 2022 premiere. Chelsea Sherrod and I will preview an Eastern Conference Finals matchup in the first round as the Celtics face the Nets. Go over who will be key players in this series, including two guys that could return now in Ben Simmons and the Time Lord Robert Williams. We'll also break down our bets for this series and the playoffs and name our all-pro teams. Let's go. Chelsea, it feels good to finally be talking basketball with you and nothing better than the playoffs. Celtics-Nets, like I said, Eastern Conference Finals matchup in this one. we got Kyrie coming back from Boston, Jason Tatum against Kevin Durant. I mean, the times, the stories for this one are endless. It feels yeah, like. I mean, this is the perfect time for us to bring the podcast back to. I like how you titled our item, um, Don't Call It a Comeback. We probably should use that music with our intro. Um, but yeah, this is great. I mean, I was just talking about this the other day with our um, sports betting expert, Sammy P. And I was saying, you know, I think that if you looked at how things were in the beginning of the season, you would have thought that the Nets would be the two seed and the Celtics like the seven seed or in the play in. Right. And that's what we all thought until the new year happened. And then the Celtics kind of just went on this crazy run. But, yeah, this is going to be great. You said this is pretty much an Eastern Conference finals matchup in the first round. I mean, it's a rematch of last year's first round, too. But I think it's an opportunity for the Celtics especially to prove themselves and show everyone that, yeah, this isn't just a gimme. Like, we what work I, for this. What I love when you look back to last year, the yeah. Nets had a gentleman sweep over the Celtics, but the Celtics needed to win a playing game against the Wizards to get to, into the playoffs yeah. as a seven seed against a two seed in the Nets. They needed Tatum to drop 50 points for yeah. their only postseason wins. Now it's on the reverse. The Nets needed an unreal start and performance from Kyrie Irving because mm-hmm. he was basically perfect from the field mm-hmm. until midway through the third quarter against the Cavs. But we still saw the Nets kind of struggle with getting by the Cleveland Cavaliers without their best defender, Jared Allen, who's yeah. also their second best player. Yeah. Still a skilled team. Darius Garland was really their only scoring source. And what you have in this one that really piques my interest is, yes, it's Kevin Durant. Yes, it's Kyrie Irving. You need a bucket. Those are the two best in the world to go out and mm-hmm. get one. But it's best against the best defense in the league exactly. in the Celtics and the best offense. You mentioned the turnaround they have. What I love about the Celtics, you worry about a team that goes on a run like what they had. Yeah. And you go, well, when are they going to hit that wall? Well, when are they going to be humbled? They were humbled 50 games into the season. They were literally 500. Mm-hmm. And then they go on and they finish with 51 wins. Right. I think, you know, and we're going to get into Ime Udoka and the job he's done with the Celtics later on in this podcast episode. But, yeah, they've already faced adversity. I mean, they played Brooklyn four times this season. They're 3-1 and one against them. Jason Tatum, obviously, he started out the season in a shooting slump. Like, I think he only scored 15 points in their first matchup. But then in their last two matchups, he posted 30 and then 54. I mean, if anyone's going to drop 50 against the Nets, it's going to be Jason Tatum. We've seen this plenty of times before. But, yeah, I mean – I think that the Achilles heel for the Nets is going to be um, the Celtics defense. I mean, that's what the Celtics is has to be their bread and butter in this series. I mean, we saw that again, like you just said in the plan, how the Nets were giving up a lead late. I think that the Cavs got within six late in the fourth quarter. And it's kind of like, okay, you guys should have ran away with this win. I thought. Um, but yeah, this is going to be a great matchup. I mean, Kevin Durant, like I always say this to you too, George, like watching him play in person is just like otherworldly. Like he gets what he wants whenever he wants. He's an incredible scorer. but Jason Tatum's been getting what he wants too. And I mean, Jalen Brown, 
he was out last year in the postseason. I think this is also a sense of redemption for him to kind of be like, you know what, maybe if I was able to help my team last season in the post in the playoffs, then it would have been a different result. Um, but yeah, this is going to be a lot of fun. And it goes with Jalen Brown because he had his wrist surgery, so he missed yeah. it. By the time they lost game five, Kemba Walker wasn't playing for the Celtics. Robert yeah. Williams was out with that ankle injury. Yes, still no Time Lord in this one, but the Celtics all around are deeper because you go with, they lose Evan Fournier. Now you see what Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, and Jason Tatum are doing, how they know their roles on the floor. Mm-hmm. Derek White, whether he comes off the bench, whether he gets a start, we'll see what the lineups they go yeah. with. When he comes in, when their reserves come in, there's no drop-off on defense which is huge. So it keeps getting that pressure their way. And for Kevin Durant, I mean, offensively, everyone knows what you get from him. Mm-hmm. He's a really good defender. Doesn't mm-hmm. get enough credit for that end of the floor. Mm-hmm. But for KD, the minutes he's been putting up this season, yeah. everything's been on his shoulders. He's going to have to play both ends of the floor full-time. So will Jason Tatum because mm-hmm. they're going to be basically face-guarding each other, yeah. which is what we saw in the earlier matchups of the series. And you mentioned when Jalen Jason Tatum dropped that 50-burger on yeah. him. Kyrie was playing in that game. And the Celtics still got the win. And that was at the Garden. I think it's really important that the first two games start at the Garden oh, for this one. Absolutely. Because the TD Garden, you've noticed, I've noticed a difference from early in the season to the end. Oh, my God. It is going to be lethal yes. in the postseason. It is a full-on playoff start it- from the jump because – Last season, there were still capacities mm-hmm. for the crowd sizes to start the postseason. Now, this time around, and we're going to see it play into this effect, and defense travels. I'm not worried about that for the Celtics, yeah. but you want guys like Peyton Pritchard. You want Derek White to get off to a good start. You want Marcus Smart because his defense is great. Mm-hmm. His shooting has gotten serviceable from three. His shot selection has gotten better. He's better at passing the ball. But you want the guys outside of the Jays to get comfortable in this yeah. one. That's why I love that the first two games are in Boston. I think that's huge. Home court advantage is going to be so key for them. And just like you mentioned in the beginning of the season, yeah, there weren't a lot of fans inside TD Garden at these games. And Like the Celtics had a lot to prove. They had a first year head coach. No one really knew what was happening. They didn't start the season off great. So really who wanted to go and pay money to watch that? I mean, it was proven right there. But the energy has shifted because the Celtics have shifted. Um, So I think that it will definitely be great to have those first two games at home. All right. You just talked about Kyrie Irving. We're going to get into just some headlines that we've been seeing leading up to this matchup. And really one of the biggest ones for the Nets is having Kyrie Irving back full time, which just happened in March. So granted, we all know how special Kyrie is of a player. I mean, he's one of my favorite point guards to watch. He's incredibly skilled. but They have Kyrie back full time, so you have to insert him in full time. And then you have Seth Curry, Andre Drummond that you got from the um, Sixers trade. It's almost like they're still finding themselves together. I mean, they're all very skilled players, and Drummond is a role player also from Connecticut, so shout out Connecticut. Kyrie's from Jersey. (laughs) Okay. Come on. Whatever. I was waiting for that. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, having Kyrie back is huge for Brooklyn. Um, that's also just like another assignment that the Celtics are going to have on defense. But I think that having him in the lineup is a game changer for this series. It's interesting, though, because the Nets are still a two-man team. You're going to yeah. get 60. You're going to get 70 from Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Patty Mills has been ice cold from the field. Seth Curry, he's been hurt. His off-ball movement, his usage when he was with the Sixers is different than it is with the Nets. Obviously, it's a little different. Make sure you give Kyrie and KD their space. We'll see Bruce Brown running the pick and roll. You know, I expect the Celtics, they're going to, like I said, Marcus Smart on Kyrie, Jason Tatum on KD. They're going to blitz them, get the ball out of their hands. Mm -hmm. That gives Bruce Brown, and like we saw against the Cavs, 
He goes up on the pick and roll. Nick Claxton is in the dunker position. But with Daniel Tyson, Al Horford, they're smart enough. And what the Celtics have been doing all season, and they struggled early but found their footing in it, is that they switch on everything pretty much. That's huge when you go from two guys that will play ISO where they force you into a pick and roll literally within one position, but you don't have anyone in no man's land defensively. You're going to put pressure on Bruce Brown. You got to hit shots. Andre Drummond, you have to finish around the rim. Drummond has done a good job of finishing when defenses can't do that, but the Celtics do right what the Nets don't want to see. So they're basically everything the Nets don't want to see in a defensive team that's what the Celtics do hey if you want the Nets the first round is when you want to get them because Ben Simmons could come back in this series but he's not back yet and they're not good yet like you mentioned if you want the Celtics you want them in the first round because yeah. Robert Williams still isn't back either right right all right let's talk about Ben Simmons who could make his Nets debut they're saying as early as game four potentially between game four and game six, right? Brian Windhorst was reporting this morning that he is going to start playing five on five. He Mm -hmm. can return as early as game four or game six. The way I read that is, okay, 2-1 series after three games. Brooklyn has game four in Brooklyn. Ben, you're good. 3-0, Ben, we need you back for game four. At most, what is this guy going to do? He hasn't played basketball since June. Yeah, almost a year. Yeah, 15 to 20 minutes he'll give you. Mm -hmm. And... To me, that the best thing he can do is relieve Kevin Durant from guarding Jason Tatum. But as I mentioned with all the role players not doing anything, yeah. there are offensive expectations for Ben Simmons who couldn't do anything last time we saw him on the floor. And when you give it that, he hasn't played. We Steve Nash says he hasn't been sprinting. He hasn't been mm-hmm. conditioning. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, he's going to go five on five into a really physical defensive series or uh, offensive series. So what I get with that is, yeah, if he comes back, say, game four or game five, mm-hmm. His back, his legs are going to be killing him. My buddy that plays basketball pointed that out to me. I'm like, that's a great argument. I'm like, well, his back hurts. He goes, no, no, no. I'm just saying regardless. Mm -hmm. Your first game back, so that's going to be that recovery to the next one too. Yeah. He alleviates. He helps KD out. If he can go and play 15 minutes, get assigned to Jason Tatum and hold him to Mm -hmm. five to seven points over that span, Mm -hmm. that's a win. Mm -hmm. But I just don't see it in Ben Simmons. And he's going to have to find his footing. Yeah, definitely. They're going to have to work on their chemistry when he gets back to, um, just like you were saying, I don't expect Ben Simmons to be an offensive threat at all, given the fact that he hasn't played in so long. He's just going to be inserted to five-on-five full game mode this week. Um, But yeah, it's going to be defensively where his impact is going to be. He's long. um, He's actually a really great defender. And even when he had his struggles in Philly, one thing that didn't necessarily drop off was his defense so I think that's where his impact is going to be um but yeah I think that he's in a better headspace in Brooklyn I mean we haven't seen or heard much from him I mean we just see him sitting on the bench warming up with the guys sometimes um but I think that going into a healthier space for him um why wouldn't you want to try to get back and play with your team I mean at the end of the day the Nets are like even though they went through the whole trade situation and Katie was hurt and Kyrie couldn't play whatever they're still title contenders. So, like, why wouldn't I try to get back as fast as I can to potentially win a ring? Like, I think that would be an incredible story, even though he hasn't played, he didn't play in the regular season, whatever. But to come to Brooklyn, have a different, you know, mental health outlook on everything, win a championship potentially, like, I would try to get back to They're not going to rush him to come back. But if he's healthy and you can make an impact on defense, why not? And like, I mean, he steps in, he won't have that pressure of you, we need you to score. That's yeah, the best no, part. That's not it. Cause yeah. he can take the ball up court and then he gives it to Kyrie around mid court. And then he yeah. figures out whether you get him in the pick and roll, but we've seen the issues. Cause the guy 
We haven't seen him play since June. Maybe he's a new player, but mm-hmm. if you ask any Philadelphia fan, they've seen so many videos of him shooting in a gym, yeah. an empty gym, yeah. and it hasn't translated to the actual game that they're kind of over that. But let's say if he does show up and he could at least hit free throws, yeah. again, that adds another whole uh, layer to the pick and roll outside mm-hmm. of Claxton, outside of Drummond, outside of Blake Griffin. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so Ben Simmons could potentially come back from injury. Um, let's talk about some other injury storylines that we have going on, obviously, Rob Williams can come back as soon as game five or game six. That's what Adrian Wojnarowski was reporting from ESPN. Um, The Celtics initially gave Rob Williams a four to six week timetable, George, of when he could come back post-op. And so his surgery was March 30th. So if he were to come back game five, that would be four weeks exactly from his surgery. And that's what the timetable was. And the good part, Brad Stevens pointed out, they didn't have to necessarily – go in and fully repair his meniscus. Right, exactly. It was like as if it was a partial tear. Because exactly. meniscuses, meniscuses <laughs> are, an inter- are interesting because yeah. it literally depends where the tear is right. and the severity. It's not like an ACL, MCL where like, that's it. A meniscus right. is interesting. Which was great news for the Celtics. I mean, yeah. if it's a partial tear and you could potentially come back, great. Um, Ima Udoka said that they have been extremely happy with Rob's progress, um, but they obviously understand that it's going to take time for him to come back and be 100%. I think that's the thing too is, Granted, these teams aren't going to let Rob, like a guy like Rob, come back and not feel his 100% self. But it's also just like, okay, you missed some time. Like, how ready will you be or how ready will you feel when you come back? Um, but I think this will be great for the Celtics. I think that we just talked about Andre Drummond and how he finishes around the rim, uh, Bruce Brown. You know, we have um, Al Horford and Daniel Tice inside, but Al Horford is obviously a little older. Obviously, he's still agile. Daniel Tice, if he stays out of foul trouble, will be great. But having Rob in there, a young body who swipes at pretty much everything, um, he makes it extremely hard for players to finish around the rim, will be huge for the Celtics. So I think that him coming back potentially in game five, because I personally think that they're going to split the first four games, um, that would be big. Well, and it goes to like what Robert Williams' role is also defensively. He's yeah. that free safety guy. You right. saw it happen after a while with teams running the, the pick and roll again. He will roam out there. Mm-hmm. Al Horford kind of takes the main big, and then Robert Williams, his length, his athleticism. I like you point out for Al Horford. You know, it's been fun talking about the fountain of youth he's found, yeah. but he's never played the second part of a back-to-back. He's built for playoff basketball, mm-hmm. though. You get a day or two in between games. Yeah. When you switch a location, you get two days there. So that's going to be crucial because Al Horford could step in for a seven-game series. Mm-hmm. I give Ben Simmons the benefit over Rob Williams to return because Ben Simmons has been in a ramp-up period. Robert Williams could be good for basketball activities four weeks, but then there's still that ramp up. Right, exactly. He has to get back into that basketball shape. It interests me. What I like and what I saw was I was just looking at the Celtics' defensive rating over their last 30 games. So Mm -hmm. they're a 107.8 defensive rating last 30. Their last seven games, because that's when Robert Williams got hurt. It was against Minnesota. They had seven games left in the series. Their defensive rating dropped to a 111.3. That's still a good spot. The Heat and the Grizzlies – to make this all into perspective, are at 110.6. The Suns are 111. The Raptors, 112. Those are the best defensive teams in the NBA. Mm-hmm. The Celtics' offensive rating, when you go to the last seven games with no Time Lord, 121.3. And they played the Raptors. And they played the Heat. Yeah. And the Bucks And the Grizzlies. That's top five defenses they yeah. took on. So we see without Time Lord, mm-hmm. with Time Lord, they still have a really good defense and a really good offense. And the Nets' defense is just not there. Right, exactly. And I guess we will only know with time. And I like you point out for Ime. What do you think? Ime, first time head coach. 
Now in the postseason, yeah. massive series to open up. He comes from the San Antonio Popovich mm-hmm. coaching tree. Mm-hmm. What do you think of Ime getting into his first series? Oh my gosh, I think that um, I think that he definitely is built for it. Just like you said, based on his history and his pedigree and who he coached under. Um, but I think that Ime has done such a great job at staying the course. I mean, there was so much outside noise in the beginning of the season of. You know, are the Celtics just going to flop? Like, are they going to be how the Celtics have been in the past few seasons? Like, when are they? When are we going to see a championship team? And I think that Ime Udoka did a great job at sticking to what he knows and how he coaches because he was questioned about it so many times. Like, Do you think you're too hard on the guys? Do you think that there's a different way you can go about things or saying whatever? And um, he stuck to his guns. And I think that he's extremely ready for this series. Um, I just want to look at just one of the graphics that the Celtics posted on Ime in his rookie season. Um, he's the only first-year head coach to reach the 51 mark in the NBA this season, which is great. He's also the third rookie head coach in Celtics history to win 50-plus games. So, I mean, why not? And it was, you go back to how he, tr- like, quote-unquote, treated his players, lack of a better term, like calling them out publicly, and everyone's like, hey, man, yeah, there's a lot of stars in that locker room. You have right. a superstar in right. that locker room. Like, is it easy? And the guys responded. And what I like is after they won their 50th game, what Ime said when he got to that point, he goes, when I signed on here, it was pretty much a given we were going to win 50 games. That's the expectations. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing to get back to where we expected to be. They have bigger goals. Right. They're not celebrating those 50 games. Right. And at the same time, you know that Jason Tatum, the confidence he has, the confidence Jalen Brown has. Marcus Smart, we talk about his shooting and how he has to take a shot number down. Mm -hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, you're not a a top-tier NBA guy. Mm -hmm. If you don't have the confidence, you could score on anybody, hit any shot. Now there comes within bottling it in and playing your game. But when he says that, it just shows how composed he's keeping them. And it is. It's a cliche, but it's true. Mm-hmm. He's not saying, he said, we're going to go out and win 50 games. Then he put out these game plans. How do you get those 50 mm-hmm. wins? Yeah. Gonna, the expectation is to probably make it to the Eastern Conference Finals mm-hmm. or the Finals. Mm-hmm. How do you do that? They go out and they break it down. How do you scout the Nets? How do you stop them defensively? How do you score on them offensively? Right. You right. put that together enough. You're going to win one, two, four games in a series. And he comes from the pop coaching tree. He was part of that 2014 Spurs run. He's also been in the Western Conference Finals, the semis of the Western Conference Finals, Mm -hmm. and two straight finals. He's been in the Western Conference Finals or semis five times, and then including in that is two runs to the finals. Yeah. He's been in those deep runs. Right. And he's got an up-close play to how legends like Tim Duncan, Manu Mm -hmm. Ginobili, Tony Parker prepare, and... Greg Popovich as well. Right. I think that that's one thing that we always noticed about like the best coaches or the best teams and these teams that go to a championships with the Spurs and the Lakers and even the Celtics back in the day is that the fact is if you get your players to buy in to your culture, then you pretty much can do anything. And I think that that's what Ime has done with the Celtics is that all these guys have bought in and they were when he was first hired. A lot of these guys, you know, spoke out about how excited they were for him to be there, um, how they really respect him, especially like JT and Jalen Brown. So I think that he's done an incredible job in his first year. I mean, the numbers don't lie. And he's obviously been in the argument for coach of the year for this year. I think that he would is definitely deserving of that. 
Um, but yeah, they're definitely ready for this series. I don't see Ime shying away from anything. I mean, he completely turned their season around. So, and they have great momentum heading into the playoffs. It was they were dead fifty games into the season. We had no. I, I don't know who I'm watching. Now. There were there was a point where I was like, if I don't need to for work, like I don't want to watch the Celtics. It was tough to watch. And now it's when they're you go wait, wait oh oh the Celtics are playing tonight. I can't do that. Absolutely. I can't, I, I got to cancel his plans. I want to watch them play. Absolutely, a complete energy shift. And you talk about a guy watching in person like KD. Jason Tatum's that same. I've told my friends, I really like hoops. Like, hey, if you could get it, there are guys you pay to watch in person because mm-hmm. on TV, the product's never been better. Right. But when you watch Jason Tatum, he's one of the best athletes I've seen. And the way I always define athleticism is how easy you make it look, mm. and how fast, and how high you jump. He looks like he's moving at 50% speed, but just the ease in which, and at his size. Yeah. You pointed out before the season how much bigger he got. Same thing with Jalen yeah. Brown. Oh, my God. But you see how easy he moves, his shot creation, Ooh. what he can do with his back to the basket, his mid-range game. And what's big is he said it last year when he first reached 50 points. He realized how that's attainable. It's mm-hmm. not go out and hit every three. It's mm-hmm. attack the rim, get to the free throw line. That's how you get your shot and rhythm. Mm-hmm. Keep attacking the rim. And that sidestep three opens up. Right. And with all that plays into it, he's not afraid to be an aggressor. He's not afraid to take tough shots. We've seen them fail. What I like through those 50 games, they failed a lot. They did. Yeah, they, they did. They, they took tough shots, maybe not the best shots to take, and they missed, and they learned. Mm-hmm. They put those lessons in early, and we've right. seen it pay off the last half of this season. Right. It's a complete energy shift from the beginning of the season to now. And again, they have great momentum heading into the playoffs. I'm super excited to see how they step up to the plate, so to speak, against the Nets. All right. Um, we talked a lot about, you know, JT and Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, um, Jalen Brown. But like who are some players that you think would be like the X factor in this series? I really think of Derek White. It's tough. Hey, we need you to find your shot now. But it just hasn't been there for him. Mm -hmm. And I'm not just saying three-point shot. Just if you're open, hit it. It's not creating it off the dribble. It's a catch and shoot. Or because we'll see what the doubles will do when you double-team Jason Jason Tatum. Mm -hmm. And then you got to get over to cover JB. That leaves Derek wide open if they're on the floor. If he hits those shots and what he brings defensively, if his value and his minutes go through the roof, then that's huge for them. Because I've touched on and I keep bringing up how good a defensive team they are. Mm -hmm. So they lose Robert. Williams, but you still have Jalen Brown, a defensive rating of 107.5. Marcus Smart, 107.1. Jason Tatum's defensive rating is 106.3, given JB and Marcus take the toughest assignment. Right. But it shows how crucial their best players are. But if you give me a role player like Derek White, if Peyton Pritchard can really have big performances those first two games and carry one, show up big once Mm -hmm. in Brooklyn, that's massive. And I don't want to rip off all the names. I want to hear what you have to say. But if if Daniel Tice, Mm -hmm. like you said, can stay out of foul trouble. Mm -hmm. And hey, Bruce Brown called you out. He said them having Robert Williams is huge. Yeah, he did. We're going to attack the paint. And then KD basically told him to shut the up without saying it. Because he's smart and he knows you don't talk, man. Bulletin board material. He is going to be chirping that in their ears all week long. But if Tice can step up and shut Bruce Brown down, shut Nick Mm -hmm. Claxton down. Again, you limit it to those two guys. Even if they drop 80 on you, right. if they you're an offense that could go out and score 120, 130 any given night, mm-hmm. especially against this bad defense. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree with you. I think that the inside game is going to be huge for the Celtics, especially without having Rob Williams. I mean, they've proven themselves over the seven games that he was out that they can hold their own inside. Um, but I think for me, Marcus Smart is going to be huge in this series. I mean, like especially guarding Kyrie Irving. If he can shut down 
or tried to shut down Kyrie because Kyrie's going to get his shots off. Um, but if he can be great in his assignment against Kyrie and then also facilitate on the offensive end, getting guys open. I mean, we know that he, I think, posted his career high in assists this season at 13. But if he can do that, he's going to be huge for the Celtics. I think Marcus Smart and I also think Grant Williams because he's also like young agile he's forgetting about grant yeah forgetting about grant (laughs) yeah he can be great especially like we mentioned if tice would get in foul trouble if al needs a break whatever grant is going to be huge on bruce brown i think grant will be great on bruce brown um when he steps in that's a small lineup yeah yeah i think i think that i think grant will be great defensively and if he can be then i think that'll be huge the good thing about the celtics and you talked about their defensive ratings there really isn't much like if they all buy in on defense there really isn't much of a drop off like if everyone plays together um i think that it'll be they know their chemistry is huge and it's 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 such a crutch to say this is what matters but the nba playoffs is the war of attrition if you don't believe that Ask the Nets, because Kyrie Irving hurts his ankle against the Bucks, and Kevin Durant is a three away from eliminating Milwaukee. Right. Or go to the finals, the Phoenix Suns lose Dario Saric. Saric? 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 They lose him. Torrey Craig's your backup center against Giannis and Brooke Lopez. And Giannis had to have an outworldly performance for them to pull off that win. So it goes down to it. I you lose Robert Williams. Okay, you have those guys in depth. Mm-hmm. Credit to Brad Stevens. He made that Daniel Tice trade. You finally got Ennis Freedom Cantor out mm-hmm. of there. And that was huge because just the defensive lapses are gone from this team. Yep. And when their defense steps up, that feeds into their offense. And what's gonna be big, I do worry, because Kevin Durant, he wasn't in a rhythm to his standards against the Cavs, right? Mm-hmm. He still was hitting daggers. Yeah. He still was He's hitting big time shots. Yeah. He is clutch. There's mm-hmm. no question about it. Kyrie mm-hmm. is clutch. Mm-hmm. In a tight game, though, what could be demoralizing is when you hit those big shots, but you can't get those stops. Jason Tatum, right. Jalen Brown, they can hit those big sh- shots, and they could get those stops. Because right. that's what it comes down to at the end. you got to get stops, and it right. sets up your defense, sets up your offense when mm-hmm. you do get those stops. Yeah. All right, and talking about just, you know, end of the game, down the stretch play, one thing that we also wanted to talk about was like, what do the Celtics need to stay away from? What habits do they not need to bring back? Um, and what can't happen that was happening in the beginning of the season in this series? I think it's how they close games. I agree. I mean, we, in the beginning of the season, we saw so many times they would get out to quick starts. They'd be up to start the fourth quarter. And then like, it would be like the last four minutes of the fourth quarter when things would just go haywire. And we just don't, and they would just completely lose it, and they would lose games. And we saw that in one of their last games. Oh, the game against Miami that yeah. I was covering, and it came down to how they were playing down the stretch, and it was just one of those habits that came crawling back, and that cannot come crawling back in this series. And Miami's top five defense in right. the league. That's number one seed in the right. East. What and what happens when they're when it's late in the game and it's all of a sudden they start going ISO ball, right? And exactly. that's not their game, right? They can't rush possessions. And it's definitely going to be tough, especially when you know you have guys like Katie and Kyrie who can hit big shots and get stops, whatever. But yeah, they need to not have these quote unquote immature moments when they completely just like forget um, what they're doing offensively. They can't turn the ball over. They can't rush their possessions. And I also think that they need to control the pace of play. And that and that's a big part, too, is that the Celtics are going to have a better they can slow the game down a right. lot more, and that really hampers the Nets. Because they have the defensive upper hand. Yeah, and if you think about late in the game, when you go through, I like you brought up the clutch time, yeah. and it is. like I don't want to be too 
analytically driven when I'm bringing up these numbers, but then these are the numbers that did jump out mm-hmm. at me because you see some other stuff and you're like, that's like true shooting percentage. Like get that yeah. out of there because it factors in the free throw shooting, but clutch time numbers because the Celtics, their offensive rating drops down to 97.7. That's 26th in the league mm-hmm. and their D rating goes to 16th while the Nets, their offensive rating is 112.7. But to put it into perspective of the team, I really like in the whole course of the playoffs, the Phoenix Suns boggled my mind. Yeah. 131.6 is their clutch time in the offensive rating, defensive rating, 98.2. That's a team. It's just, they're they're the Celtics of the West. Yeah. They, 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 from top to bottom, they have the good defenders. Yeah. But that's what it is. And it is, it, it sounds simple, but you take care of the game early. Because the Celtics, not lately have they been a front-running team. Mm-hmm. We've seen that early in the season mm-hmm. they could be a front-running team. But if you get out there, keep pace with KD and Kyrie mm-hmm. in the first half, but also keep them in check, then late in the game, you have your game. You don't feel rushed. Mm-hmm. This team has experience. Remember when Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum took them to the Easter Conference Finals yep. after they lost Kyrie? Al Horford's been around the block. Marcus Smart has seen yeah. it all. Daniel Tice has been. Yeah. Derek White, he was in San Antonio. This is his third time in the postseason. Mm-hmm. One of those series, I think they took the Nuggets to six or seven games that he was a part of in the first round. But still, so it shows they have this experience. Yeah. Meanwhile, you have guys like, I, I bring up Claxton, Third year in the league. Obviously, he was a part of their playoff run last year. But now this is from the jump, full capacity crowds, hostile environments Mm -hmm. with everything that comes into it. Mm -hmm. But it's great that you get those first two at TD Garden. So if you kind of got to just like nip things in the bud or get the nerves out or whatever, like you're at home. So you have that advantage already. There's a familiarity there. That's huge. Right. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, Let's talk some odds. I love it. Let's talk some odds. Did you get Celtics plus money? No. Oh, you didn't? I didn't. I, sh- I, I sent didn't. text to my, because Massachusetts yeah, doesn't want to legalize betting. That's why I didn't. That's why I didn't. I texted my buddies in Jersey and too late. Just didn't get the yeah. text in in time. And then, so like the, literally the series ends and it was Celtics plus 145 to win the series. Yep. Celtics minus 150. Everyone yeah. jumped on that and you literally saw the numbers flip. Yeah. Yeah. Especially after. So I was texting Sammy right after the Nets beat the Cavs to get the seven seed. And I was like, um, the Nets are favored in the series. And he was like, just wait, just wait. And if like, obviously for me personally, if it was like legalized in Massachusetts, I would have jumped on that immediately. Like if the Celtics are the underdogs, I personally think the Celtics can, can come out of this series. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was, I mean, DraftKings first had that, first had the Nets at minus 145. I believe as a favorite, and yeah, then like the book day, yeah. Um, Sun Sports Books in Vegas though they opened at the Celtics being the favorite at yeah. like minus thirty to minus minus one thirty to minus one fifty. Um, but then like a few hours later, or like the morning after, that completely switched, and so now the Celtics are favored, and the Nets are the underdog. And what what you could get to though, you could see on the series spread Celtics minus one and a half. So basically, you need them to win in right. five or six, or right. obviously sweep. But you right. need them to win by two games in the series, and there's still plus money on that. I've also seen the ones you could play around with. This I think it's Celtics in six. Okay. And you can get Celtics in six. Last I saw, plus one eighty for the series to go six games. So it's, no matter who wins it, mm-hmm. if you think it's decided in six, plus two eighty for a gentleman sweep, which is in five games. Yep. I see that. I really like that plus 180 at six games because I was talking to you about it yesterday. I've had people say, I'm taking the Nets. I'm like, no, you're crazy. You're taking the Nets. And I've had people tell me, I think the Celtics win in six easily. And I go, that's insane. Like, I think Celtics win. It's not going to be that easy. But if you could find those numbers, because I'm not going to go Celtics minus 150. I'm not going to lay 150 to win 100 Mm -hmm. on this, even though Celtics can win the series. But if you can find those 
spreads within the series. Take the Celtics minus yeah. one and a half on a series, and then you get plus money on that. That's a, that's what I like in this series. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so who do you think is taking game one? I, I think I do think Celtics get it. It's going to be tough because yeah. they've had the time off. Last right. time they played exactly. was Sunday, and exactly. it goes Sunday to Sunday, but it is at home. Mm-hmm. And I think that is massive for them, fresher legs, obviously for the Celtics, because, I mean, the minutes that KD has been playing has been absolutely insane. Yeah. So And how much he's been needing to do. And I just think it'll help because it's going to be a 40-minute battle, and it's going to be JT and KD following each other everywhere on the floor. Mm-hmm. So with that, I think it also gives the Celtics – they Ime Odoka said we'll figure out who we play and we'll start scouting them. They've yeah. been scouting the Nets and they've been scouting scouting the Cavs before mm-hmm. it all is decided. You mentioned they saw them four times this year. Mm-hmm. They won three of those games. Mm-hmm. So and they've and they put up over 125 points in those three wins, 125 or more. What's yeah. big in that? So I just think Celtics game one, okay. better team on both ends of the floor. And they're going to have something for KD and Kyrie. They saw what the Cavs can do. They could take notes and they say, we have a better team top to bottom. So whatever they were doing right to limit KD, it'll happen. Also, the Nets, again, they needed Kyrie to be perfect from the floor midway through the third quarter. Just think about that. Yeah, there's just a significant drop off once you get past KD and Kyrie to the rest of the roster. Um, The bookmakers think that this is going to be a close one. The point spread is four points. The Celtics are minus four. Uh, The money line, the Celtics are minus 170. The Nets plus 150 for game one on Sunday. I would take Celtics. Uh, Celtics minus four, I do like. Yeah, I, I, I like that. You want to get on the Nets, get on them now. Yeah. Celtics it's the are going to throw the spread of the first game of the first round. As it should be. Like I said, it's the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. If, if you, the Bucks, Celtics, or Nets are going to come out of the East. That's what it's going to be. And the Bucks, they have a sweep waiting to happen as they drew the Bulls. Yeah. They had the best one. They have a tune-up series for the postseason. That's why it makes sense. It's so close. But I do like Celtics minus four. Like For all the reasons mentioned, how good they are, mm-hmm. the players they have, the talent they have, the rest that they'll have into this one. Yeah. You, you, could, you might be biting your nails in the beginning. I still wouldn't take the under in this one because of how many points the Celtics can and will need to put up. Right. And what was big is when the Nets went up, 40 to 20 against the Cavs. They kind of felt like they were going through the motions and then the Cavaliers put a run together against yep. them. Got within so, six. So even if the Nets get up big, maybe the same thing happens. You just don't know. Mm-hmm. I just don't have, if the Celtics get off to a slow start because of their rest, mm-hmm. I don't think that's the death of them in this one. I like Celtics minus four. Yeah, I think you got to punch first and get the first game. So we'll see what happens on Sunday. All right, let's talk some other matchups in this first round. Um, I kind of want to hear what you have to say about these. Uh, In the Eastern Conference, like Miami's still waiting, uh, but it'll be either Atlanta or Cleveland that they'll get as the eight seed. They'll get the Hawks, I think. I think they will also get the Hawks. We go back to how the reverse rules are for the Nets and Celtics. Mm -hmm. The Hawks were in the Eastern Conference Finals last year. Yeah, yep. it was. Easter Conference Finals yep. against the Bucks. Yeah, I had to think about that for a second. Because the Nets Bucks yep. series felt like that. Yep. And they had to come to the playing game. They they learned. Because yep. what happened to them is they go from the ECF and they go, oh, wow, game one of 82 is not as extreme, not as tense as game 90 of the season. Mm-hmm. And it kind of hit them a lot. But they've, they've turned it around. I like Trey Young in this one. So I think the, the Heat get the Hawks. But I will believe in the Heat because... While we were all asleep, Victor Oladipo dropped 40 points in their season finale. A loss against the Magic, it's the Magic. Yeah. But like Oladipo out of nowhere, because that's a team where their defense is good, but they could get lost offensively. Mm-hmm. When you have a guy like Oladipo, go get a bucket. We need one right now. Please yeah. go get a bucket. Outside of Bam, outside of Jimmy, outside of Tyler, outside of Lowry. 
still yeah. a good team. So I, I, I like the Heat coming out of the first round of this yeah. one. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with everything that you had to say. I mean, Bam Adebayo is arguably the defensive player of the year. I mean, us here in Boston think definitely think Marcus Smart. I, I, would, I would go smarter bridges. I agree. Carries. But Bam Adebayo, putting respect on your name. Um, but Atlanta, I mean, they're so they're young, they're fast. Like they're so fast. And then Trey Young is just like um, almost unguardable when he's on. So that's like it's it's so tough for me to pick. I would probably I wanna say I'm so I'm so nervous. I kinda say. wanna say Atlanta. Say it with your trust. I kinda wanna say Atlanta. Um, no, what? I, I think hear I think I'm gonna take Atlanta. Oh, I just wanted to make sure I couldn't hear Atlanta. the first three times you weren't saying it with your chest. I think I'm going to take Atlanta, but we will see, and I probably will regret that. But, but Miami hasn't been the same technically since they reached the finals in the bubble. Yeah, I mean they haven't. They like the main five guys they have haven't played together yeah. either. But why with Atlanta with the speed and the pace they like to play at? Miami has the defense. You don't see that. I mean, I do. I do. I just feel like for me, per I wasn't even expecting and Charlotte is no Miami Heat, but I wasn't expecting the Hawks to blow out Charlotte. Yeah. In yeah. the play in. Like, I feel like, I mean, I don't know. I'm just no. going with Atlanta. I mean, Charlotte is a good team. <laughs> don't and, that shoot was me a, and Charlotte has been that team where we go, if they get into a series with the Celtics, that's going to be entertaining as hell. Yeah. And they, they got the skills at all the right guys. No, I, I mean, and the Hawks, I, I can't underplay experience enough. The Hawks have that. To me, that is huge to have. But I, I, I got, I'm going to go Miami on that Listen, one. Listen, I don't sleep on Trey Young in the playoffs at all. That's fair. That's okay. Fair. Um, you already called the Bucks. You think this is a sweep yeah, against Chicago? They, they don't have Lonzo. I had to think about it for a second. I don't want to yeah. say the wrong ball. They don't have Lonzo. Defense has been, they've been, they're limping into the playoffs. The Bucks are the Bucks. You don't think DeMar could get them one? No. All right. Yeah, I'm, taking the taking Bucks in, I'm taking the Bucks in that series, obviously. You but. Get, Drew Holiday is, is a magician defensively. Put him on DeMar. Giannis protects around the rim. They have Brooke Lopez back. They have Serge Ibaka. Pat Connaughton, we'll see how healthy he could be. Oh, yeah, Chris Middleton, who's freaking Batman in the postseason, too. All right. I saw that team up close last year. They're going to sweep the Bulls. All right. Plus 280, I think I saw that at. Um, yep. No, 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 no. That's plus 280. It's a gentleman sweep in the Celtics Nets. I'll find that number again. All right. Uh, Bucks sweep Bulls plus 260. 100 to win 260. Or 10 to win 26. Hey. All right. 50 to win 130? It's dinner I, in the I, seaport. <laughs> I obviously am going with the Bucks as well. I do think that the Bulls will get one game, but we will just wait and see on that. Okay. Um, next up, Philly and Toronto. No Matisse. For two games minimum is huge. Yeah. Because he is... That's going to be big. He is that X factor for them. But yeah. I still just... And Toronto, same thing. Really good defense. Going to slow down the pace. Right. We saw the Harden, Joel Embiid, pick and roll, pick and pop, hit a wall. Yeah. But I'm going to bet on that MVP. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be pretty. No Matisse is going to make it damn near impossible in Toronto. How I'm excited to watch Scotty Barnes play. Yeah, I like Scotty Barnes. I like Scotty Barnes. Um, what were you about to ask? I was going to say, how tragic would it be for Philly to lose to Toronto? I just, my mind goes back to that Kawhi Leonard, yep. like, or bounce <laughs> to win that game or to win the series. Matisse Thibel, he got his first shot of the vaccine, too, which is insane. Then he goes, oh, it doesn't 100% prevent, which no vaccine does. So then he never got the second shot. That's how he's not vaccinated. Wow. He literally got one. See, that's, I didn't know that. That's like you do crunches for three days. You're like, I don't have abs. I'm over it. And it's just like, dude, Me. 
And it's everything. <laughs> me too. And it's everything that they've gone through for Joel and B to have a good team and to have that team yeah. and finally get someone that shows up on both ends of the floor. That's huge for them. I mean, still have Tyrese Maxey, but that, it's just wild to me. But I still like the, the Sixers coming out. Yeah, that's a tough L to take. Um, I do like Philly to come out of that one too. Um, Joel Embiid is unstoppable. Yeah. Um, James Harden did go through a slump to end the regular season, but I like Philly. All right, on to the West. Um, Phoenix gets the winner of the Clippers Pelicans. Phoenix is taking that series. Obviously, you agree. Yeah, yeah. I think Pelicans come out of that game. I have a plan. Yeah, I, you know they got CJ McCollum is a good addition experience wise, but mm-hmm. I, yeah, Suns take that. All right. Um, let's do two and seven Memphis and Minnesota. Memphis. Yeah. Memphis. Memphis. I have Memphis. Memphis. Memphis, Memphis, Memphis. Yeah. Memphis. Memphis. It's a video. absolutely. I mean, Minnesota already won their championship in the plan when they. <laughs> Carl Anthony Towns is going to get sunned so hard. And Patrick in this Beverly series. like jumped on the table. I love, that was their I love championship Patrick moment. Beverly. I love all his I love energy. his passion. I get I his, his antics, passion. piss people off. I love Patrick Beverly because he's a dog. He's a dog. Yeah. And and like Minnesota has a lot of those dudes like Nas Reed, uh, Vanderbilt. Uh, Anthony Edwards is going to be a stud. Yeah. He is prime Derrick Rose with a shot. And the way he finishes around the rim is like Dwayne Wade, which I love about Anthony Edwards. But Carl Anthony Towns is just like, he left the game, and then Minnesota's defense got better. Yeah. I, I don't want to trash on Cat. He's a Jersey play, guy. He didn't play well in the play-in game, though. Cat did not play yeah, well in, in that play- game. He's got to step up. Um, Still. But Memphis Grizz. is taking the series. Grizzlies. Yes. All right. Um, Golden State and Denver. It's tough. Golden State's a 3 seed. What are you going to get from Steph? Draymond hasn't looked good since he returned. I'm. Right. Man, this is a tough one. I would, yeah. I haven't heard anything about Jamal Murray. And any possible return for him, I would. I'm gonna go. Give me, give me. Uh, I feel like I'm. Uh, that's tough. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Denver. Okay. I'm gonna go Denver. Um. Yeah, that's a for me. That's a that's a tough one to call. Um, Jamal Murray unlikely to return during playoffs. And for Michael Porter Jr., that sucks for Jokic, man. I think and I like that. Jamal Murray's game. Yeah, I. Th- yeah, that's tough. I mean, it depends on what you um, what you get from Steph. I mean, is he coming? Is he going to be back for the playoffs? Yeah, he's expected Definitely. to return for the playoffs. You just don't know what extent of Steph you'll get. I would, yes, but he is also Steph Curry. Cool. I would go Golden State. Cool. I would go Golden State in that cool. one. All right, um, and then the last one, Dallas and Utah. Utah. Utah, because Luka. But yeah, give me Utah. If you don't have Luka from the jump and he's yeah. capturing With like that. With Luka, I would go Dallas. Mm-hmm. But, Okay. All right, so there are our picks for the Western and Eastern Conference first round matchups. All right, let's talk some all NBA teams here. This is something you really wanted to talk about. I just, the, <laughs> the all pro argument to me is like more fun than the MVP because MVP is a lot of, well, Joel versus Jokic yeah. and then Joff, you played the whole season and Tatum, Booker. second half. Yeah, D Book. I go first team all pro. I go Luka Doncic, Devin Booker, Jason Tatum, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Nikola Jokic. That's my first wow. team All-NBA. That's my first team All-Pro. I mean, Doncic, same thing. Dallas isn't a 30-win wow, wow, wow. team, team without him. D-Book, with or without Chris Paul, they just won a franchise record in wins okay. for the regular season. Then you go with Jason Tatum. And I understand people are going to say, well, he didn't do it the whole season. But from January on, he's literally the best player in the NBA. I won't give him MVP because I'm going. I'll go Jokic on that one. Giannis is Giannis again. We're we're lulling. He's getting the LeBron effect. He's getting the LeBron treatment. We're he's lulling us with his greatness. But I'll always appreciate greatness. Then give me Jokic. 
And yeah, that means Joel Embiid falls to the second team in all this. All right. I wanted Ja. I wanted Ja. Yeah. But I went. I actually went Doncic over Ja. A book was in there for me. Jason Tatum was in there for me. And it's yeah. not to say with KD too, but put those guys in. Uh, all right. Okay. So I'm going. Wow. I'm like kind of blown by by your picks right now. Um, okay. So I went D book. Obviously, I went to Mar DeRozan, Jason Tatum, Giannis, and Joel. Wow, Joel over Jokic. Absolutely. First 2,000 point, 1,000 rebound, 500 no, yeah, I'm going assists. Joel. I'm going Joel. They're both, Joel and Jokic are both so important to their teams. They are. And that yeah. was the one I was with because at first I went Joel and Jokic. Giannis at the three and then Tatum was bumped out, but I put Tatum back in. Yeah. I'll get shredded by Philly. It's all good. <laughs> Tatum was my last, um, he was my last pick. Yeah, I didn't that's know a, that's a borderline guy. Yeah, I, I, I mean, Joel's some, been there the whole season. Joel is an MVP yes, candidate. Yes, dealing with everything he dealt with. D book and Joel, I was not making this list without them. Um, Demar has had an incredible season. Um, I was also kind of in between adding Pascal Siakam, Siakam instead of, of um, uh, Jason Tatum. I was in between. Interesting. Yeah, I was in between. Tatum's better. Siakam's good. Tatum. Tatum is elite. He. He. he, Before the season, I tweeted out something about him calling him a superstar. Yeah. And someone said there's a reason articles like this come out, and it's hey, we gotta stop throwing the superstar label. Yeah. It used to be one A, one B with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. It's one and two now, and Jason Tatum has asserted himself as one of the top scorers, one of the top both ends of the floor players, mm-hmm. playmaker, shooter, finisher around the rim, clutch player overall. I saw this too. It blew my mind. I was looking at his wins-loss splits. Mm-hmm. He's shooting 59% from the floor in, in the Celtics wins. 30 points per game and 50, 59% from the floor. Yeah. Not true shooting. Yeah. It's nuts. Wow. And his 12.5 rebounds a game, six assists per mm-hmm. game in those wins too. Just mm-hmm. mind-boggling to me. Yeah, he completely turned his season around. I was only in between – him and Pascal because JT does average more points, but Pascal averages more rebounds and assists. And but I think that when you factor in the way that the Celtics have ended the regular season and the run that they went on, JT, like you just said, was a huge factor in that. So I was like, how can I not add him? It, they he took them from. Wow, this team's eyeing a playing tournament to the two seed for Jason Tatum. Yeah, he predicated that. He's their best player. He's their most important player, end of the day. Mm-hmm. And I just think the jump we've seen in his game, too. Yeah. And if he gets first team all pro, what did he he missed out on like an astronomical amount of money because he didn't make all pro because someone didn't vote for him because they didn't like his shot selection. Last which season? Is, yeah, yeah. Which is the dumbest thing. I don't like his shot selection. Does it fall? Does he make them? Yeah. People that don't play, and I'm not saying I'm like, I was, I'm not, but yeah. like people that don't play making decisions like that's, that is just the dumbest thing I've yeah, ever seen. Yeah, that's like a really tough just, reason. There's nitpicking, there's being petty, and then there's that. It just boggles yeah. my mind. No. But he'll get that nice pay bump. Yeah. He I mean, it. the way that he completely transformed his body in the offseason, too, has been huge for him. Dude's locked in. Yeah. Dude's locked in. Deuce is going to get a new toy car or something with that pay <laughs> we bump. We love Deuce. I want to see more Deuce. That's why I want the Celtics to make this deep run above all. To watch Jason Tatum keep playing basketball and get more Deuce on TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Deuce and Marcus Smart, their little, like, relationship bromance is, like, my favorite thing ever. Oh, that's the best. Because Deuce attacks him, and I love it. Yeah, like I he did when like he was that. inbounding a ball. He hit him yeah. on the butt. And Marcus Smart's like, he's like, after the game, he's like, I felt that. That's cool. I think that's so cool of Deuce. Because yeah. he legitimately has, like, a locker room. For, like, he has yeah. all these uncles, you know? Yeah, they all love Deuce. Yeah, yeah, so that's yeah. good. Hey, Chell, this was fun. This was good. This I episode thought that down? This- <laughs> 
<laughs> I thought this was great. I'm happy I hung with you on this one. I was scared. What do you mean? Your basketball IQ is going to blow me away. Wow, I, I appreciate you. This might be Everyone's the most. Everyone's like, she picked the Hawks to beat Miami. What's wrong with her? If you're going to tick off one city, Atlanta, I guess ain't that bad. <laughs> this is the most cordial 40 minutes we've ever spent together, too. <laughs> well, because half the time you're talking about New Jersey. Yeah, I mean. And you're making fun of Connecticut. Yeah. I didn't have to we'll do either today. We'll only talk about it once during the episode. Kyrie from Jersey, baby. <laughs> We'll see you guys episode two uh, next week. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to stay locked in with Nesson for full Celtics coverage. Of course, full Red Sox, Bruins as well. Patriots season around the corner for George yeah. Bolechi and Chelsea Sherrod. Thank you again for joining us. We're excited to start bringing this podcast to you guys. Have a great rest of your day. Peace.